So don't be jealous. Mm -hmm. But I have something very cool. I have what is called Mjolnir. There we go. Did I get it right? Uh, Oh, my God, I did. Thor's hammer Mm -hmm. is all mine this week. It sure is. And I'm so excited that I feel like it has magical powers because I'm doing things that I wouldn't normally do. You were busy. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like we're busy, but I feel like I'm just kind of riding your coattails on the busy train. Yeah, so for everybody who's not part of 8Z and doesn't know this, uh, we have this thing where we pass around Thor's hammer for a week mm-hmm. uh, to all of us agents. And that week you have to bust your ass more so than you would. Put yes. Your, you know, your face in front of people. Get out there. Yes. Yeah. Work hard. Yeah. It's not about like, oh, I had X amount of closings or, you right. know, made X amount of dollars. It's about like putting putting the work in. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. And I feel like I've done it, and it's only Sunday. Mm-hmm. You are <laughs> achieving. Yep, and our meetings are Wednesday, so Amber got the hammer on Wednesday, and she'll bequeath it upon somebody at our next meeting mm-hmm. on Wednesday. So, Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I think the the day that we came home after the meeting, I was like, you know what? Our, our new neighbor is out that we haven't spoken to, so mm. I'm going to go say hi. Yeah, you did say hi. I did. She's yeah. a very nice lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I talked to the husband before. Uh yeah, nice couple. Mm-hmm. Got some kids. Yeah, super cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You're you're crushing. That's I've taken Thor's hammer a few times, mm-hmm. and it is always kind of nerve wracking. Why? I I don't know. I just uh, I worry I'm not going to bust my ass as hard as I should. You know, mm. to be honest. And then, like, I do feel like there's been times where I go to give the hammer back, and you know, it's like, oh, so what'd you do? And I'm like, ah. I did a few things, but I, you know, I could have mm-hmm. done more, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that in and of in and of itself is a great lesson. But yeah, you're coming out the gate strong, and you know, it's definitely going to show a few months down the road because that's how real estate works. You know, you put put in the work now, you know, two to six months later, that's when it kind of really starts bearing fruit. Mm-hmm. So, well, I sure hope so because I'm having a good old time doing it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really feel like work when you're just, you know, hanging out and chatting with people. That's what I'm saying. Like I, you know, and you're even more personable than me, mm-hmm. I think. But even then, like I have, yeah, I'll, I'll show people like three or four homes and I get home and I'm like, I guess that was work. I guess I'm working, you yeah. know, <laughs> um, but the joys uh, of real estate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the work tends to kind of come afterwards after you're under contract. That's when oh, you, yeah. You know, make sure documents are getting signed, make sure uh, inspections getting done, you mm-hmm. know, making sure that uh, everybody's on the same page and yeah, just protecting your client. I mean, yeah, I guess that's when the work gets in, but even, even that stuff is interesting and fun. You learn a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good gig. Yeah. Yeah. I'm digging it. Very nice. Well, Welcome everyone to Life Well Spent with Garrett and Amber. This is the podcast where we talk a lot of business up front, which is fun. Uh, we usually don't, but it's good to, you know, you're brand new in the industry. So yeah, we got to mm-hmm. talk about it. Big part of your life now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we also talk about kind of pop culture, uh, movie, comics, uh, stuff. Uh, we do very little research, but we have a good time doing it and we have a good time with each other. Yes, we do. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> So, you've had a busy week. Yes. But other than that, how's your week been? Um, good. Mm-hmm. I want to say I haven't really been into anything except for I feel like working horror movies and being a mom and a wife. Yeah, I. Uh, 
I like this time of year mm-hmm. and I it's fun watching horror movies with you yeah. because I can feel us get a little more like uh, have more of a critical lens when mm-hmm. we're doing it for, you know, the Halloween season, the 31 movies. Right. Usually when we watch movies, we're just there for a good time. You yeah. know, we kind of we get lost in movies easily. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I, I totally see the way we when we're watching movies, the way we talk to each other, we're like. We're a little harder on films. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not as much as a lot of people, you know, professional critics. But for us, like, we really kind of have a better idea of, like, why is this character doing this? Like, what's the purpose <laughs> of this? Like, this makes no narrative sense. And, right. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have, uh, what, one week almost to the day. Yeah, more or less. Left, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel watching a horror movie every night 23 days in? I like that we get to kind of play around with that notion of horror films because we've watched some funny ones. Uh, we've watched some really bad ones that are fun in, mm-hmm. in and of themselves. I uh, feel like it's not as down in the dumps as we did last year. I think last year we kind of like, and it was great getting recommendations from people. Yeah. But it was very much like these movies are scary. Yeah. And it kind of, yeah, it started way, in and way down on us at the end. And depressing. Yeah. Like yeah. my sister asked me the other day, she's like, oh, you're doing the 31 horror movies again? I said, yeah. And she's like, I'm pretty sure last time you told me that you were severely depressed afterwards. And so you <laughs> said you were never going to do it again. I said, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that. So, yeah, we've we put in kind of some palate cleanser films every once in a while. Which helps. Yeah. The I think the hardest part is when a movie is long and boring. Yeah. That's when it, it really becomes a bummer because it's like, you know, two hours, mm-hmm. you know, minute like. When we hit the two-hour mark, a movie's really got to be worth it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that's time we could spend, you know, hanging out doing something else, mm-hmm. playing with cash. Um, I, You know, I could be playing some video games. We could just kind of be lounging or working yeah. for that matter. True. And it's funny because I feel like when you see like, oh, you know, this one's two hours. Oh, boy, that's a long movie. When typically that's like a typical movie is two hours right yeah like two or three hours yeah but it's two hours for a movie i'm excited to see not a Mm -hmm. big deal two hours when i'm obligated to watch a horror movie a day yeah you feel every minute of those two hours true yeah Mm -hmm. but uh, i mean again it i think it's been really fun this year yeah we are getting to the point where i'm like i'm ready to stop watching a movie a day Mm -hmm. and we've you know we would miss a day so we've had to kind of catch up and watch one and a half and it feels almost like more like work or homework Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah it does um but we did get to watch yeah we got to watch some good ones this week Mm -hmm. and uh yeah yeah beyond that you know been a fun week worked a lot like i said you know between the two of us kind of doing stuff it's Mm -hmm. I'm realizing like, oh yeah, this is like a couple being in real estate, you know, a lot of successful couples that I've seen in real estate, this is kind of their life of like trading mm-hmm, yeah. duties and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, we finally got to see each other at nine o'clock and, <laughs> um, you know, that stuff happened a little bit when it was just me, but it's going to be more frequent. So makes me realize focusing on the quality of the time that we spend together is going to be mm. more and more important important going forward true as well as vacations vacations are going to really be key once we're both you know in that high producing range mm-hmm. um so just something to kind of keep an eye on oh i guess one thing um 
since we're still talking real estate, I uh, achieved something this yeah, past did. week. Yeah, so uh, 8Z, the company that Amber and I, uh, where we hang our real estate licenses. Mm-hmm. We're both small business owners. You know, real estate is our business, but you've when you're licensed um, as like a broker associate, you need to hang your license somewhere. You can't just go off on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we both work for 8Z. 8Z has this system where... Um, if you sell a certain uh, volume of homes measured by a dollar value, uh, then you you tear up, you get uh, a better commission split because AT takes part of your commission. We keep the, the rest besides taxes and business expenses, things mm-hmm. like that. So uh, first tier was $4 million. If you sell $4 million worth of home in a year, you know you get a 5% better commission split, stuff like that. So I hit four uh, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And this year, uh, just this past Wednesday, I hit seven. Yeah, you did. Yeah, which is a, it's a huge accomplishment. Big achievement. Yep. It's still don't know how it happened, but I'm very excited and I'm, I'm looking forward to pushing for uh, 10 next year. Mm-hmm. 10 is a big one. 10 is kind of if uh, the owner of our company and the higher ups in our company had their way, every agent would be selling $10 million worth of real estate a year mm-hmm. minimum. Um you know, it's it's a lot, but it's also achievable. Um, it's kind of if you're a, a solid full time working agent, you know, they think that you can do ten million. Mm-hmm. And after doing seven, and you know, I'll be doing a little bit more than seven this year. I realize, like, you know, ten million will, I'll be, I'll have to be a full time agent, but I've been that anyways. Mm-hmm. It's not as scary as it was a few years ago when I was like, God, ten million? How the hell? Like, I was, you know, I first joined AZ, I was doing. 2 million max and that might be generous Mm. you know Mm -hmm. but uh see it now it's like okay that's it's definitely doable you know and it's it's gonna happen it's not an if it's a when exactly Um, yeah so it's good mindset yes but uh all right we're done with business we're done with business (laughs) unless unless you have questions then call us uh you know garrett or amber (laughs) at at real estate but uh so something i've been into this week and to be honest like i said with us being so busy i haven't gotten to get into it as much as i would like but there was this game i saw uh and it's uh i believe it's oh i'm bad at like publisher developer i think this one is published by a video game studio that I really like. Um, oh my God, and of course, I'm going to forget the name of the company. Um, God, they, they've done great stuff. But anyways, the game is called Inscription. And it's pretty cool. It is, uh, it's a card-based game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way that it plays is you start off with these kind of mediocre cards and then you fight somebody and when you win, you get, you earn new cards better cards yes okay. yeah so not too dissimilar to when we play deck builders uh-huh. you know uh, in our board games but um, more kind of narrative based gotcha and it's horror themed which has been really fun uh so the card uh system is also lane based combat so like there will be four slots and then there's the my opponent on one side of the table me on the other mm-hmm. and so if i put a card in the far left and they put a card uh, across from that card, then those cards will fight. Got it. If not, then I would do damage to the the person, okay. you know, the the opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, something that was cool is I'm still going through like the tutorial stuff, and I I messed up and I lost a tutorial mission, and I can't see what the opponent looks like. 
mm-hmm. just kind of glowing eyes, like mm-hmm. I said, horror themed. And uh, I lost, and he goes like, "That's that's your first mistake. Now stand up and go get the candles." I was like, what? And all of a sudden I can move my character and I'm in this like little shack and I get a walk around and I look at stuff and I grab this like very small candelabra. Um, but it's only got two candles on it. And so I grab it and I come back to the table and I set it down and he extinguishes one of the flames. (laughs) He was like, well, that's, that's your one mistake. You only have one more. And I'm like, Oh my God, what happens if I get two? Like it's, I'm, it starts off really creepy too. Like it really gets you kind of in the mindset of the game. It has Mm. that vibe of like, if you die in the game, you die in real life kind of thing. Got it. Okay. Um, so it's, I, it would make an incredible VR game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that being a VR game, Mm -hmm. but it's also got a good sense of humor so far. One of the first cards you have is a squirrel card. Mm -hmm. And, uh, part of the tutorial is like, you get to upgrade your cards. And so the squirrel card will talk to me and be like, pick me, you know, it's like, all right, I think the game's telling me what to do. And um, so I would like improve the squirrel and the squirrel kind of talks shit about the opponent on the other side of the table. Uh, loving it so far. Uh, the atmosphere is cool, matches with the type of game. And I like I like uh, deck building and card-based mm-hmm. uh, video games because um, I get to kind of listen to a podcast, zen out. Um, there's not a ton of narrative typically mm-hmm. around it. Um, so I'm looking forward to digging into this one more. I think I've maybe put in 20 minutes. But I, I'm loving the way it's going so far. Good, good. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. What about you? Uh, what I've been into? Yeah. Just work, right? Just work and being a <laughs> Pretty mom. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That's um, it. Oh, yeah. you know what? I did get a new book. I'm excited to read it. Oh, yeah. Again, yeah. It's business related. That's so boring. That's okay. Uh, a lot of business right now. What's it called? It is called Built to Last, Successful Habits of Visionary Companies by Jim Collins. Very nice. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited to get started into that, but mm-hmm. again, that's boring. We don't do many book recommendations, but one that I, I can't stop talking about that we both really liked was Atomic Habits. That is a good one. If anybody out there is looking to maybe try and uh, achieve more or be a little focused and uh, on purpose in their day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Be uh, dedicated to yes. yourself. Atomic Habits is great. The whole idea is that you... You know, you just do minor changes to your life, but you mm-hmm. do those consistently, and those minor changes build and build and build. Like snowflakes fall from the sky, enough snowflakes fall, and you know, creates a blizzard. You know, yeah. it creates a big old snowdrift. It's a matter. It's just a matter of time. You know, mm-hmm. even if it's a very minor thing, and then you just kind of build and you continue, and yeah. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that they had said was, um, like, if you want to be healthier, you know, you have a bowl of fruit out in, in your like dining room table, or mm-hmm. you move your pistachios out from the pantry and put them in a bowl on the counter. Yeah. You know, so that way when you see it, you're like, oh, I want to, you know, and so just without thinking about it, you're just getting healthier. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, boy, our first, like, book recommendations. Yeah. Yep. Um, But now it's time to get into that nerdy shit that we love so much. And we decide, well, I, I guess I kind of decided. Um, On the for, ranking today? Yeah, for our first... Uh, I did, but it's a good one. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm curious how you decided to do this. I just brought up... So what we're doing is we are ranking Bruce Willis's... Our favorite five films. Yes. Our top five films for Bruce Willis. Obviously, we haven't seen all of Bruce Willis's films. Uh, you want to know something crazy? Huh. According to... His Wikipedia page and his his, his filmography, just films. 
Um, ones that have been released, uh, 108 credits. Wow. Um, but uh, ones that haven't been released yet, it's up to 117. Jeez. Yeah. So he has, he is a prolific actor. Wow. I think uh, sometimes he doesn't kind of get the, uh, get the credit he deserves for being as prolific as he is. But yeah, uh, first film according to this Wikipedia page was uh, the first Deadly Sin in 1980, hmm. and he's credited as Man Entering Diner. <laughs> uh, and uh, apparently, his most recent uh, released film is Survive the Game. A ton of directive video stuff happening right now, um, which that's just kind of where his career has led him. Um, but yeah, he's he's got some other stuff coming out, so. What we decided to do is we would, like I said, uh, we'll take turns mm-hmm. or, you know, say in our top five Bruce Willis films. Yes. Uh, but then we are also going to shout out one film that we think is his worst film. Mm-hmm. And then we are going to make one of his films into a porn film, a porn film title. Or, yes. if, or if there was a title that was already pretty porny, that's good too. Yep. That works great. So let me see. I want to make sure I've got this in the right order for myself. But you know what? Life's too short. Let's get to it. Uh, so number five, what do you have? So this was kind of a tie for me. Mm-hmm. I decided to go with uh, Red mm. or Pulp Fiction. Boy, you don't hear those two films in the same <laughs> breath very often. Uh, Red being a pretty, well, not to, you know, Red's good. I, mm-hmm. I think Red is a, a good hangover movie. Mm. But it's pretty shallow, whereas Pulp Fiction is, you know, arguably one of Quentin Tarantino's best films. For sure. Yeah. So maybe I should go with Pulp Fiction. No, I'm uh, sorry. I'm not trying to steer you. <laughs> no, I, clearly, I, clearly <laughs> you are. So I'm going to, you know, just cross off red. Excuse oh, me. Why? That was so stupid. You're making me the bad guy. <laughs> I want to be the I want to be the good guy of the podcast. Okay. No, you're right. Uh, that is. Um, yeah, because I was thinking like, well, I liked his character in red. Yeah. You know, and obviously he, he was really good in Pulp Fiction. I just really like Pulp Fiction all, all together. Yeah, too. Very true. Um, so I think for that it does make sense that I would vote Pulp Fiction. Okay. What about you? Very nice. All right, don't bully me. Be nice to me. Uh, so for my number five, I went with The Sixth Sense. Okay, that didn't even t- make my top five. Did it not? Wow. It didn't. I I really think like speaking to Bruce Willis's performances, I think that he was, I think he can be kind of. In his later work, can be kind of boring, kind of sleepwalking his way through roles. Sometimes mm-hmm. this one, it it I felt there was a, and it might just be his interactions with Haley Joel Osment. I mm-hmm. thought he kind of showed some vulnerability in that yeah. movie. Um, yeah, I, I loved his work on The Sixth Sense. I thought he was a good kind of audience surrogate, and then the twist, mm-hmm. and then the twist. Yeah, I I do like that movie. You know. I, yeah, I don't is know anybody why. gonna be mad if I spoil the Sixth Sense? It's like the most spoiled film ever, besides, you know, uh, Star Wars, uh, Luke, I am your father. Well, I think if they are mad that they haven't seen it, that's on them. That See, is I on agree. you. You know, it's I, been out forever. I'm willing to give like a year or two hiatus mm-hmm. and not spoil something, but what? yeah, what year did that come out? Haley Joel Osment is a grown chubby man. Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, just. Uh, yeah, he, he they do such a good job of making him such a likable, relatable character right. that it just solidifies that twist of him being dead the whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's why a lot of 
uh, M. Night Shyamalan's twists don't work is they don't they don't have that kind of pathos and they don't feel earned mm-hmm. like Sixth Sense did. And then, of course, you go back and watch it again. And you're like, oh, yeah, it was there the whole time. Well, it's fun to like go back and see the different signs that you might have mm-hmm. missed. Like, oh, they never no, shot No, signs him. was a different movie. No. So, <laughs> sorry. Uh, that they never shot him from like the back. Exactly. You know what I mean? So His wife never talks to him and you think it's just a failing marriage, but it's... Right. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a ghost. He's a ghosty, exactly. He's a ghosty boy. So crazy. Yeah. All right. My number four, um, Die Hard. Very nice. Very nice. Talk to me about Die Hard. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you saw Die Hard? Oh, I feel like I watch it almost every December when it's on TV. See, that is one of my go-to Christmas movies because sure. it's... I, We're going to have people com- coming at us like it's not a Christmas movie, but it for sure is Christmas I, movie. I feel like, generally speaking, uh, everybody... Well, I'm sure the, you know, like you said, there will be somebody out there that's like, no, it's not a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. It's set during Christmas... You know, Shane Black sure. wrote it. It's a Christmas movie. I yeah. think Shane Black wrote it. Don't quote me on that. Or get at me. Did Shane Black <laughs> write that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's set during Christmas. It's mm-hmm. it's a Christmas movie. Um, and it's, I, I don't like hokey. Uh, that's, that's, that's a rude term. I don't like uh, films that are filled with um, like, oh, daddy, daddy, when a bell rings, an angel gets its wings, like kind of very emotionally... Uh, manipulative mm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I like a man complaining about having to crawl through an air shaft and stepping right. on glass and trying to save his wife. It's a great uh, action movie. Yep. Yeah. That's and a great choice. He's pretty young in that one too. Yeah. One of his earlier roles. Uh, let's see. So like I said, his first film uh, credit was 1980 and this was 1988 and this was his first uh, big action role, I believe. That makes sense. Because yeah. before that, he's got Sunset. I have no idea if that was action or not. And Blind Date, The Verdict. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And in The Verdict, he was just a courtroom observer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, slight tangent. Yeah. Um, do you remember the actor Evangeline Lilly? She was the familiar. female lead in Lost. Yes. And mm-hmm. she's a wasp from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. Uh, she is an extra in Freddy vs. Jason. No way. A very early scene there in a high school, and she's just, like, standing there in Weird. in screen. Yeah. Um, a YouTube show I watch, Dead Meat, did a kill count for Freddy vs. Jason. He showed her. I was like, holy shit. That, and she looks exactly the same as she does now. Oh, really? It's incredible. She does not age. That's crazy. Um, so my number four was Pulp Fiction. All right. Yeah. yeah it's mm-hmm. it's just kind of one of his career defining roles. For sure. Um, he does a good job of being simultaneously a badass and like the scene where his girlfriend forgot his watch and he just throws a total fucking temper tantrum. <laughs> I think that's I think that's peace, peak Bruce right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah. So great. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, number three. I'm gonna go with you're gonna laugh at me. Death Becomes Her. No, Death Becomes Her almost made it on mine. I really? had it there for a minute, but then right. I reviewed more of the filmography. No, that's... I don't feel stupid. That's one of his best comedy roles that I've seen. Yeah. He really disappears into that role. Uh-huh. That's, no, that's a great pick. I think yeah. it's a fantastic pick. I mean, he has more hair than I'd like on him in that movie, but whatever. I'll that's look past pay, it. right? I don't know if it actually... My wig dar is going off hard during that movie. Yeah, I believe that. I believe he was at his... Oh, you know, I could be wrong. I don't let's know see. if it was a toupee. I don't know if it was that much hair. So, Death Becomes Her was 1992. 
Okay. Uh, the Last Boy Scout had already been out, and I think he's bald in The Last Boy Scout. Mm. Uh, well, but Hudson Hawk, I'm pretty sure he has hair. All right, let's let's uh let's take it to the to the friends of the pod. Yeah. Let us know. Do you think it was, he was bald at that point, or do you think he had a toupee on? <laughs> I, I think he's toupee town, but you know. You never. Yeah. I could definitely be wrong. Got to do some real big digging yeah. for that one. Is there a difference between a wig and a toupee? Is a toupee like pasted on? Yeah, I feel like a toupee is like um, a smaller amount. Oh, okay. Obviously, and mm-hmm. and yeah, it's like a patch of hair that you can glue down. Okay. I mean, wigs you can glue down like in the front. Oh, and sure. Along the hairline of the wig. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you could like sew it in. You can glue just the top part. Hmm. I don't know. I don't wear too many wigs in my life, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Toupees, I feel like you, you kind of glue down all over the place. Yeah, and maybe a toupee has more of a a male connotation, mm-hmm. whereas wigs, I feel like wigs are kind of um, not bisexual. <laughs> <What was that? laughs> uh, uh, it's it's not a male or female. Not It's not a gendered thing. Anybody oh, yeah. can wear a wig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. So my number three was Unbreakable. My God. I, yeah, okay. I've got two, wait. Unbreakable was a Shyamalan film. Yeah, I've got two Shyamalan films. Well, look at you. Well, not to spoil the rest of my picks, but yeah. And I, I was so hard on Shyamalan during old, mm-hmm. but I mean, when he hits it, he hits it. And I mean, Unbreakable, again, it's just, it's one that, you know, people were pumped for a reason mm-hmm. when Split came out. And then in the credit oh, scene, yeah. it, he's like sitting there in the diner. Mm-hmm. you know is his unbreakable character it's like oh yeah it's fantastic yeah that is a good one yeah that's a good choice that's one i haven't seen in a while i need to watch it again i i think it's going to age really mm-hmm. well but i think so yeah yeah i again i don't remember the year it came out but it felt like forever ago mm-hmm. and yeah that's a that's a really good pick i'm i'm gonna say early to oh yeah the uh, 2000 and All his right. character's name was david dunn wow yeah David um, Dunn did a good job. <laughs> All right, number two. Armageddon. Okay. You you were not a fan. Yeah. So I loved that movie when I was a kid. Yeah. When's the last time you watched it? Pretty recently. Did you really? I did. I think it was on TV. Oh, okay. That's fair. Hmm. Honestly. Why don't you like it? Uh, I think it's just I've... I. I've been burned by Michael Bay so many times mm-hmm. and his movies are so long and vapid and big and dumb. I don't <laughs> mind big and dumb, but it's just But it tucks on your heartstrings. I, I mean the guess. last one of the last scenes where he's like talking to his daughter and everybody you just cry. I cried a lot when that when I that first came even out. Now, yeah. I know what he's gonna say and I know how I'm gonna feel and it, right. it makes me cry every single time. Challenge accepted. I'm gonna watch the movie and I'm not Don't gonna cry. cry. I'm not gonna. You better not. I'm not gonna. Pussy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Our dog uh, is a little crazy at the moment. Yeah. No, that's really that's awesome. a great pick. I mean it's it's probably his biggest role. Mm-hmm. Maybe his Maybe the biggest blockbuster film he's ever been in. I could see that. That's, I mean, you know, as far as budget and how it was just so locked into the zeitgeist at the moment, it's mm-hmm. it's up there with uh, Independence Day. I oh, think. yeah. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. We might need a dog break. She's a little. Okay, what's going on? Are you going to talk sure to us? I'm not sure what is her problem. Are we hot? What's going on? 
All right, guys, we're going to take a quick uh, dog break, and then we're going to finish up this uh, this ranking. So we'll be right back. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I'd miss you, babies. <laughs> and I missed you during that break. Mm. We're back. We're back. Steven Tyler. Uh, so I didn't get to do my second pick, I believe. Because you had Armageddon. Yes, I did. Great pick. What did Con- you choose? Controversial. Uh, so I did the fifth element. Okay. But I know where that's going to be for you, so that's okay. <laughs> so, uh, Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, fifth element, I think it's a really... It's one of the better blends of Bruce Willis's comedy and mm-hmm. action. For sure. Um, you know, it's up there with Die Hard of him being like real pithy, real fun, kind of a underdog you root for. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's, I don't think he's the most likable part of that film. I think that honor goes to Chris Tucker, but I think Bruce Willis is honestly up there and I think it's just one of his more energetic, likable roles. Yes. As uh, Corbin Dallas. Corbin Davis? Multipass. Multipass. Yes. So I love it. Mm-hmm. It's a great film. What's your number one? Bum, ba, da, ba. Uh, Fifth Element. I knew it. Yes. Tell me <laughs> tell me why you like Fifth Element. Why you love Fifth Element so much. I mean, I we named our it. cats after Corbin and Lilu. And I think at one point, I think I was home just reciting the um, the quotes. The, the I was going to say the lyrics. It's... It, <laughs> Just like quoting the film? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, because, I mean, when I watched it, it was so cool when I first watched it, and I don't remember how old we were, but um, definitely one of my favorites. Obviously, Chris Tucker just, like, steals the whole movie. Yeah, hard to compete with uh, Chris Tucker's energy levels. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was also in the stage of, like, I was obsessed well, obsessed is too strong of a word. Mm. I really loved Bruce Willis Okay. when this movie came out, and I think that made me love him even more. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I feel like you articulate more on the movies than I do, because I just like, yes, I love it. Oh, that's End okay. End of story. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I... It's just uh, such a fun movie. Yeah. Granted, this is a long time ago, but, you know, I was a English major in college, mm-hmm. and part of that is you know, reading text and then kind of talking about it in, you know, a mm-hmm. little more in depth. Um, that and I'm a fucking genius. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that you are. So, great pick. Yeah. Fan, uh, a solid number one. I mean, um, come on. Yeah, Luke Besson, like it's one of his best, mm-hmm. uh, the director. Um, my number one, Die Hard. Yeah. It's always going to be Die Hard. It's just... It's classic. I think it's pretty close to a perfect film. Mm-hmm. It's just it. I don't know if it originated a lot of those action movie tropes, mm-hmm. but if not, it it did it in such it did such a good job of it so early on. It's it's incredible. I you know I think that uh, I compare it to like Halloween, um, mm. in that people attribute Halloween with being like the first slasher film, which it wasn't. Uh, it it was either My Bloody Valentine or there might have been another one, maybe an Italian film that was more, uh, that was very much of the slasher genre that came out first. But mm-hmm. Halloween is the one that did it so well that it is now synonymous with uh, slasher and the description of the origin of the slasher. I feel the same way about Die Hard and the big budget, uh, you know, action film of one guy versus a hundred, mm-hmm. uh, a super evil um leader of a group with a bunch of henchmen it's just 
True, and it's I think so when you good. think of action movies, I would challenge anybody not to say Die Hard. Yeah, as, you know that, as that's just very one of the prominent best. in in our brains. Hundred percent. So yeah, that's a really good choice. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So what would you say is? Uh, oh, you know what? And I wanted to give a quick shout out to Looper. I still have not seen all of Looper. I feel like I have, but it's been a while, so maybe that could be on our list. Yeah, I I need to see it. I actually know what the end is, but mm-hmm. I've just never seen the whole thing. I think I tried to watch it once, fell asleep, and I've never kind of. And then another time I'd start watching it, and then I had to do some other stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why it hasn't gripped me. I mean, it is an interesting movie. I feel like maybe you just have to be in one of those moods. Yeah, you know that's true. I feel like I fall in pretty easily with. Uh, fantasy and horror Mm -hmm. but sometimes sci-fi doesn't hit me the right way i don't know what it is i love sci-fi well that and i think you really have to be in the mood to pay attention because especially in looper like you can't just have it on in the background if you've never seen it before that's true you know like you it's a very um what's the word i'm looking for okay ace you're not helping uh seems like it's very involved uh the screenplay has a lot of kind of repetition or it's um, a hard one to follow, I mm-hmm. feel like. You know, yeah. So you yeah. need to really pay attention. But So yeah. but uh worst film. What did you have as worst <laughs> film? Uh as I was going down the line of Bruce Willis movies, I realized mm-hmm. I am not as a big a fan as I thought I was because there's a lot that I have not seen of his. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean that with that many credits. Right? Yeah. Um so I I went with Disney's The Kid. Yeah, that one's pretty weak. You know, yeah, I because I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've watched this before, so I had to rewatch the trailer to verify if I've actually seen it. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, it, it's, it doesn't even grab me with the trailer, yeah. Like, it seems like a real cute movie because you know, I'm sure he learns the lesson at the end and he stops being such an asshole, but uh, yeah, it's a pretty formulaic Disney kind of movie, yeah, but yeah, that's probably one of his weakest ones, yeah. I totally agree with that. I like the, I like the young kid. In that mm-hmm. one. Oh, yeah. I feel like he probably stole the whole movie. Yeah. But it's overall, it's. I remember even as a kid watching it, be like, eh, that was kind of boring. Mm-hmm. It's fine, but it's uh, not great. Um, awesome. Mine like? was G.I. Joe Retaliation. I don't know if I've seen that. It is so bad that even The Rock couldn't save it. Oh, really? Yeah. So they came out with uh, the first G.I. Joe film. Um, it had Channing Tatum and uh, one of the Wayans brothers as the leads. Okay. Um, in the second one, they were basically trying to kind of do a soft reboot. So they had Channing Tatum in like two scenes, and then they kill him off. And then we're following Dwayne The Rock Johnson the rest of the way, and uh, Bruce Willis plays like, uh, you know, I'm sure it's a named character, but he's like the original G.I. Joe. Mm, okay. And again, it's one of his like really boring performances. He just mm-hmm. really phones it in. Um, yeah, I I need to watch that Snake Eyes film, but I have really not liked any of the GI Joe films. Mm-hmm. You know, they just none of them do anything interesting. Yeah. And and I think this one is the worst culprit of that of just really going through the motions and hoping that the Rock is charismatic enough to save it. And surprisingly enough, he's not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, which Bruce Willis film sounds like a porno or you made into a porno film? Are you ready for this? Yes. Over the Hedge. Okay. <laughs> D- are you going to, you're not going to do anything with it. It's just Over the Hedge. I mean, I feel like it's kind of self-explanatory. 
isn't a hedge a a, a bush? A large bush, yeah. So over the hedge into the vagina. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Did was that just in my brain, or is that not as yeah. like standoutish to anybody else? <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, it's there. It's it's there. Um, can I do a little punch up? Sure. No, oh, even this isn't good. Over the head. We're okay. Over the head. Over the head. Yeah. That's still not great. I get what you're saying, though. Uh, yeah, it is uh, like when I think hedge, I don't think, oh, bush. I think hedge, a large hedge. But if you're like hedge means bush. Mm-hmm. Bush is a synonym for hair that grows on the pubic region. Right. Getting over that. Yes. Getting out of business. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Very fun. Yes. <laughs> So mine, uh, so the original title, mm-hmm. and this is good enough. The original title is Hammy's Boomerang Adventure. I don't think I've ever heard this movie. No, me neither. Like at all. I think it's a short film. Okay. But it stars Bruce, or Bruce Willis is at least in it. Um, do you want to hear how I pornified it? Sure. So Hammy's Boomerang Adventure. Mm-hmm. Hammy's Boomer Wang Adventure. Oh my gosh. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crushed it. <laughs> crushed it. Hell yeah. Well, that's better than mine. Get at me, producer. Oh, well. I thought I was going to get at least a giggle out of you. I'm sorry. I was, I, you were like, huh. I want to be on your side. I just, I, wa- I wasn't in this, <laughs> I wasn't in the Ryan mindset. Yeah. We, maybe, maybe women probably see that more so as a. Ladies, get at us. <laughs> the, uh, do you call your, your pubic hair a hedge? I mean, I've get never. Called. No. <laughs> no. But, you know, as I'm reading down all the, the movies, I didn't want to go with mm. Die Hard because I felt like that was too on the nose. Um, oh, is that hard? Like a yeah, yeah. penis. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, going through all the other names of the the movies, I'm like, I just, that one just popped out to me. And I'm like, well, that, that, that would be a porno. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Love it. Fantastic. Do you? Well. Do you love it? No. I, I love no. it now that you're looking at me <laughs> and you got mad at me for... Uh, Bullying you into Pulp Fiction. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. That was a fun game. Yeah. We talked about earlier how Bruce Willis is kind of notorious for being an old curmudgeon nowadays, Mm -hmm. which is a bummer. Boy, my autocorrect is terrible. So it should be Bruce Willis Films. Instead, it says Bride Willis Films. (laughs) And instead of Top 5, it says U5. U5? Idiot. Dumb phone. So stupid. All right. So let's get into the horror movies that we watched this week. And how we felt about them. And I'm finding them right now. Here we go. I'm good at this. So, first horror movie we watched this week. Uh, we started off with a banger. Mm-hmm. Started off on a good note with Halloween 1978. The original Halloween film. Yeah, we did. Yep. Directed by the legend John Carpenter. I just thought of something. Did we actually finish that? Or is that the one that I thought of that we Oh, my God. We didn't. I mean, I know oh the ending, no. but oh, boy, that's a bummer. Um, the service we were watching it on, it's been kind of down. Mm-hmm. Um, so we haven't actually gotten to finish it. But You could just tell me what happens, and then I yeah. will vote. It's, I mean, we basically got through all the kills. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, all of... Uh, um, Laurie Strode's friends are killed by Michael. Right. And then 
basically it starts what is known as the final girl circuit the final girl circuit is when everybody else has been killed off more or less right um and then the the killer finally starts chasing our final girl and that's where Mm -hmm. she starts discovering bodies okay um so that's basically like again this is kind of the more or less the originator of typical slasher films so um yeah jason starts chase or i'm sorry michael starts chasing laurie strode and the kids and she'll like open up a closet no no there's one of her friends that it's dead and then she opens up another one ah there's another one you know okay um and then basically at the end i believe dr loomis finds her Mm -hmm. and comes in and shoots michael he falls off a banister lands on the ground um and he checks on laurie and then he looks over again and michael's gone Okay. And he runs off. In so, typical Michael fashion. Yes. But, uh, of course, with the newest Halloween film that we watched recently, mm-hmm. the idea is that uh, he was then found minutes, hours later, was taken into custody, and that's why he's been in prison for a long time. Got it. Okay. Um, but I believe in the second film, he just got away, and then that's when they reveal the whole Lori is uh, Michael's sister. Mm-hmm. But they got rid of that in the newest films. Okay. So, yeah. And one of the cool parallels of that new Halloween film is there's that that part where Laurie Strode gets, like, thrown over the balcony or maybe kicked out a window and, like, rolls down the roof and lands. Mm-hmm. And Michael kind of looks around and then looks back down and Laurie's gone. gone. More of that mirroring stuff that happened in that film. Right. Ah, so it, good. Yeah. Yeah, very fun. So, uh, directed by John Carpenter. It was written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. It stars... Wow, first booking is Donald Pleasance. That's hmm. the guy that plays uh, Dr. Loomis. Okay. But Donald Pleasance, Jamie Lee Curtis, and uh, Tony Moran, or maybe Moran. And the synopsis, like anybody needs to hear it, but 15 years after murdering his sister on Halloween night, 1963, Michael Myers escapes from a mental hospital and returns to the small town of Haddonfield, Illinois, to kill again. I mean, it's... Classic, It's fantastic, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely give it a watch. It. I it's mean, an absolute watch. It. It's just good to get like the origin movie. Yeah. To you know. Yeah, and I think maybe one of the reasons that I don't like slashers that much is that they were just so done to death in the eighties and nineties mm-hmm. that uh, yeah they had to keep kind of upping themselves and at, eventually I just kind of got sick of seeing dumb kids get murdered by a large man mm-hmm. I think I just kind of got worn out on that whole thing yeah. but this I mean this one's so great like pretty minimal body count right um, but memorable characters totally memorable characters that's a shout out to PJ Souls because her, her character says totally all the time oh yeah the blonde yeah, yeah. she it's was terrible she was fun uh, and then her brunette curly haired friend mean friend why would you call her a friend? Yeah. I don't know if I'd call her what, a friend. Yeah, you know what? I'd call her Tina Fey because she's being a real mean girl. <laughs> but up, up. I'm loving it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Got her. Oh, Got her ass. Um, yeah, didn't like her in that movie. But PJ overall, Souls? No, the, the, the blonde. The brunette. Oh, the brunette. She was just kind of an asshole. I, I mean, I think the actor did a good job. I just think oh, that the character sure. was easy to root against. Like, that's that's where I like slasher films is when the teenage victims mm-hmm. are obviously dickheads. Assholes. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. That's when it makes it super easy. Like, that's I don't know. I was kind of bummed when PJ Souls died because I'm like, she's not mean. She's just kind of 
horny. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And she just says totally a lot. And she totally says totally a lot. Totally. Totally. Next one. We wanted to keep the hits coming with Dracula 2000. Yeah, we did. Boy, I forgot how bad this one was. It has would you, uh, vitamin C. Vitamin C, yes. Which, and I believe her only film role. I mean, that's probably like the top of her career is when this came yeah. out. Then. If somebody tells me that's not vitamin C, I would still believe it because I barely remember what vitamin C looks like. It w- totally was, it? was her. It was her? Okay. Totally. Great, great. Um, so, yeah. So, this one was directed by Patrick, uh, maybe Lucier, Lucier uh, written by Joel Soison, sure, and Patrick Lucier. And it stars a young, dreamy Very young. Gerard Butler and Justine Waddell and Johnny Lee Miller. A group of thieves breaks into a chamber expecting to find paintings, but instead they release the Count himself, who travels to Nolens to find his nemesis's daughter, mm-hmm. Mary Van Helsing. And it took me a good while to realize that that was uh, Gerard Butler. Mm-hmm. I did not expect to see him with so much hair. I feel like every other role I've seen him in is either shaved down or yeah. bald. You know? that, I mean, that's got to be wig, right? Well... No, no, he that was might young. He his... probably grew it out for the role. Yeah. This is a big role for him. Uh, boy, it's so dumb. It's I. I don't know that the lead female actor was in anything else. Mm-hmm. But if she wasn't, I wouldn't be surprised because she was boring. Yeah, she, she was so was. boring. Yeah. Even Gerard Butler wasn't that exciting. He was pretty uh, mute. Pretty reserved in mm-hmm. his performance but the, the the female lead was just blandsville usc usa like i liked when all the when the women were turned to vampires they got real campy and dumb with it that was fun mm-hmm. but the lead was just bland and i like that every girl is just like so horny for gerard butler yeah like that that movie horny uh-huh. like normally when women are horny they'll just like give a look and then kind of go back to their day they you were, know, but they're like touching their chests and they're just like biting their bottom scantily. lip and mm-hmm. yeah, smack their own butt. <laughs> Pretty sure they didn't do that. Just I I like that uh, it, you know it's like a Tex Avery cartoon with the coyote's eyes popping out. That's oh, every yeah. girl's reaction to Gerard Butler, mm-hmm. and I can't say that I fault him. He's very hot in that movie. He's okay. Really? Yeah, he's I, all right. I thought the dude was a smoke show, but what are you gonna do? Eh. Yeah, I mean he's no Spartan. That's that's where I'm like, all That's right. That's the one? Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a beefcake in that one. Yeah. I don't know how much weight he put on for that one, but the dude is all muscle. Yoked. Isn't that what the young kids say? Yes. <laughs> the young kids say yoked. <laughs> uh, so, first one for Halloween, we both said watch it, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Dracula 2000, what do you think? I give it a watch it, maybe. Yeah. So, I do think that there is a fun twist at the end. I, I think it's something unique that nobody's ever done with the Dracula mythos. And that, again, this, this movie is obviously from 99 or 2000. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah, from the year 2000. So I'm not going to be upset spoiling this. If you don't want to hear it, fast forward 10 seconds. But uh, Dracula, you know, usually they, they trace it back to uh, Count Vlad Dracul mm-hmm. from, like, Romania. Uh, this one, the Dracula is actually Judas. Yes. Yeah. The idea being that Judas betrayed Jesus, uh, but then he hung himself. But Jesus, is like, no, you don't get to die. So he becomes eternal, mm-hmm. which seems like a kind of a rude thing for Jesus to do, because then right. he's just he's unleashed a vampire on the world. Like, right. Like, dang, Jesus. That's pretty rough. Yeah, I, th- I thought you died for our sins, but yeah, 
it was, I mean, it was a different ending. Uh, I thought it was, they don't do anything with it, but I at least enjoyed the novelty of that twist. Mm-hmm. I like that. And, you know, it was fun to revisit, like, 2000. Yeah, for sure. You know, they brought up, like, different, like, what they wore and yeah. the phone that they used was all, like, the clear phone that was mm-hmm. still a cord that plugged into the wall. Yeah. And Let me ask it. you this. Do you think Virgin put any money into that film? 100%. Boy, you, like, not a frame goes by that's not, like, Virgin. Virgin Records, hey, yeah. Come buy a CD, idiot. Like, mm-hmm. it's just... Like, they worked at Virgin present, Store. Yeah. There was a van. Yeah. There was something else, too, that were like, like wow, quite, I don't know. Quite, I quite yeah, a bit I can't ever. tell. Virgin had more screen time than any, like, than Jesus or any... Or vitamin uh, C. Or, yeah. I, I thought vitamin C was pretty fun in that movie. She did okay. Yeah. Yeah, for her first and only movie, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not I thought terrible. she was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like the news reporter. Um, I don't remember what news her name reporter. is. Um, I'm, I'm, it's slipping uh, my mind. She's been in a lot of stuff. She was really fun in this one. Um, oh, she did get turned. Mm-hmm. Should I say that? <laughs> yeah, I already spoiled the ending, oh, so okay. yeah. Yeah. 21 years later, guys. Right. Yeah. She's fine. Yeah. All right. Watch so, it maybe. Uh, yeah, and I give it a watch it maybe too. If you're like, if you're not looking at anything to rock your world, but again, enjoy the nostalgia, mm-hmm. see a young Gerard, Gerard Butler. Yeah. Um, this one's fine. Yeah. Oh, Omar Epps was good. He oh, got, yeah, he he was got good. real hammy late in the movie. Mm-hmm. Great, great mm-hmm. stuff. Next, we watched Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak from 2015. This was directed by Guillermo del Toro. Written by Guillermo del Toro and Matthew Robbins. And it stars uh, Mia, oh boy, Wachikowska, something like that. All right. Uh, Jessica Chastain and Tom Hiddleston. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the aftermath of a family tragedy, an aspiring author is torn between love for her childhood friend and the temptation of a mysterious outsider. Trying to escape the ghosts of her past, she is swept away to a house that breathes, bleeds, and remembers. That it does. That it does. What'd you think? I I kind of liked it. Okay. Um, I feel like there was a part that I didn't like. Do you remember me saying anything about not liking? I don't know. Oh, gosh. No, maybe that was one of the other movies. Yeah. No, I think I, re- I, think I remember liking it. I think all the actors do a really good job in this mm-hmm. one. I just think it's boring. Mm. I found the movie to be really boring, especially... Like, early on, they kind of tell you, like, oh, no, the ghosts aren't bad. So then I'm like, okay, I'm already checked out because we've seen too many goddamn the ghosts aren't the bad guy movies recently. But the ghosts um, were pretty creepy. Yeah, there was one or two that were pretty pretty good creature features. Mm-hmm. Pretty, um, this one lacked a lot of, I think, some of the practical effects that Guillermo del Toro's movies are so well-known for and so loved for. Mm. This one was a lot more CGI-focused, yeah. I feel. Uh, yeah, it just, it felt the, the romantic element was front and center and then the ghost movie was kind of surrounding it. True. I, I appreciate that Guillermo del Toro went for a proper like gothic horror story mm-hmm. and maybe I just wasn't in the right headspace, but man, I, I, they have little scares here and there leading up to when they actually get to Crimson Peak. They don't get to the goddamn Crimson Peak until like what, an hour 10 in? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It mm-hmm. feels like it just takes forever. They lay so much groundwork leading up 
to like again getting to the location that the f- the film is named for. There's some a twist in there, kind of like I, there was some parts that I thought were pretty uh, predictable. Yeah, totally. Um, but then other ones, I'm like, oh, you know. Yeah, I feel like they uh, they uh, um, telegraphed a lot of the things that were going to happen mm-hmm. in a, in a in a way that didn't make them exciting when they were finally revealed. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, I I love Guillermo del Toro. He is mm-hmm. one of my favorite directors. I I'll watch anything he does. What about this one, though? He, honestly, because he does such great work, I say skip it. Or uh uh uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Is our, is our rubric just because you can watch better Guillermo del Toro films and, and then come to this one like five or six movies later. Okay. So. Well, for somebody who just watches movies to watch them and I don't really pay very much attention to like directors. I feel like that's shade I, thrown at me, but I'll no, allow no, it. No, but I mean, that, <laughs> that's just me. I just don't, right, right, like, right. you know, you love looking to see what all the directors have done and how they correlate and. Uh, what they do different and you know it gets me wet yeah (laughs) which is very cool but for me personally i don't really care about that stuff so this is just a movie i say watch it right on yeah very nice good acting good storyline thought it was good i had a mini panic attack i thought that i didn't hit record again when we started but but (laughs) i did so we're good all right next one we watched was night teeth this one just came out like a week or two oh, ago yeah uh director is adam randall uh written by brent Dillon, and it stars uh jorge lendenberg jr debbie ryan and lucy fry a college student moonlighting as a chauffeur picks up two mysterious women for a night of party hopping across la but when he uncovers their bloodthirsty intentions and their dangerous shadowy underworld he must fight to stay alive. Watch it. Yeah, you love this one? For sure. Nice. Yeah. All three of the main, well, the three principal cast are incredible. Yeah. They are so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. They really get into their roles. Um, Jorge is a star in the mate. Like, he's going to be big. I was telling Amber, like, he's going to be in a Marvel movie. He's got to be. He's got to be. He is just. So charismatic. Incredibly charismatic. Yeah, I love yeah. him a lot. Debbie Ryan and Lucy Fry were fantastic. I think mm-hmm. Lucy Fry kind of plays more of the antagonist of mm-hmm. the group, and she chews the scenery in the perfect way. It's yeah. not so over the top. It is just consistently menacing, and she's a total wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I re- I liked all the performances, but I thought that the story in and of itself and the idea that uh, – uh, vampires are like running uh, the world behind the scenes in LA. They did nothing with mm. it. W- it was, I wanted more, like I kind of want more world building. If they created a TV series based off this film, I would love it. But yeah. I, I just, I wanted kind of more of that, that mythos, that, uh, that world building. Um, this was an hour 47. I think if they would have pushed it to two hours to put in some more world building stuff, I would have been in. Mm, Because, again, the characters really carry the weight of the film. Mm -hmm. Uh, The actors do, I should say. Um, Yeah, I mean, even saying that, I still think it's a watch it. I'm I'm there with you. It is a fun time. And something I'm discovering this year is when I see uh, horror movies uh, through the lens of different uh, 
protagonists that we don't usually see, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, young white women in slashers or right. white men and everything else, mm -hmm. you know, where we're seeing a lot more diversity, mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's, it, it, this isn't like a story of a, a young um, Latin American man. Like it, that's, that's not a big part of it, but just the, the touches of him living with his abuela mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, that's refreshing. It's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, uh, it takes you, you into the now. Yes. You, know? you don't see it all the time. Uh, and so it, it at least makes it interesting and mm -hmm. you kind of get, uh, you know, a little piece of, uh, just how somebody else is living. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I yeah. did too. I thought it was really, really fun movie. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Next we watched Lake Placid from 1999. Oldie. Yeah. Oldie, but. Well, you'll find out. Uh, directed <laughs> by Stephen Miner, written by David E. Kelly. Boy, David E. Kelly before he got real big, I think. Uh, stars Bridget Fonda, Bill Pullman, and Oliver Platt. Three people attempt to stop a gigantic crocodile, wow, spoilers, who is terrorizing residents in Black Lake, Maine. I say spoilers, but the cover of the film is literally a crocodile about to eat uh, Bridget Fonda. Is Bridget Fonda related to Jane? No, yes, I was going to be like mean and sarcastic. Yes, uh, uh, Jane Fonda's daughter. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Good for her. Okay. I feel like that was like the only <laughs> movie I've seen her in, though. Oh, she's been in some other stuff, but I cannot. I, I'm sure she's been in plenty. I just can't pull any of it. Well, I did not like her character in this movie, and I forgot how much I didn't like, or how much of like a stuck up she is i loved this movie as a child but it should be shown in colleges for like how to not write a female lead yeah she has zero agency nothing nothing in this movie happens by her choice it is all thrust upon her and you could argue well no garrett she sticks around that's her choice it's mm -hmm. like no she sticks around because she doesn't want to go back to new york because her ex is banging her friend True. Everything is everything happens to her. She lacks agency, which has a uh, been an issue for women in uh, films and novels for years. It's all through the lens of the white man, um, which is uh, such a bummer. Because even the like last scene where she gets into the truck with what's his face? Uh, yeah, uh, Bill Pullman. She's still kind of a, an asshole. She's still an asshole. Yeah. And to where I'm thinking, like, this relationship isn't going to go anywhere. Well, and everybody in the movie is sarcastic and quippy. Yeah. Uh, but she's the only one that's just, like, whiny and mean. Like, she acts very stuck up and, like, too goody. Yeah. Like, too goody two-shoes. Well, and other like characters are mean. Yeah, I, 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 think it's, I think it's the... Uh, it's like the damsel in distress kind of thing. If she is the damsel and she's above everybody, yeah. and yet she gets heads thrown at her and she gets tossed out of boats. Um, like, I get that. That's traumatizing. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, it's. I loved it when I was a kid. I still think I really like it mm -hmm. for Oliver Platt's performance. Um, Betty White is in it. Uh, Betty White crushes Love it. Her. She crushes it in that film. But I, I just feel bad for Bridget Fonda. I, th I think she had to play a character that probably, I'm assuming, wasn't a lot of fun to play. Maybe she got to have a good time being being that kind of character. But I mean, I, she did a good job with playing that character. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But it's just a, it's a bummer that anytime she like kind of starts talking, I'm like, oh, she's going to say something like, crappy and not not jokey but just whiny 
She, she was very whiny. Yeah. 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 I, I totally forgot about that. Um, yeah. Interesting. Uh, the IMDb rating is a 5.7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. You know, I, th- I think that's pretty solid on there. Uh, Metacritic is 34, which Metacritic is always tends to be lower. Um, but 34, I think might be a little, I don't know. For me, it's a watch it. Overall, I think it's a watch it. Yeah. Too. Just understand that the lead female, this movie's not too kind to women. Right. They are either whiny or they're kind of slutty <laughs> or they're an old lady that's hilarious. So one out of three is I mean, Betty's, not great. Yeah. yeah Betty, Betty was the best. Ah, her insults in that are hilarious. Officer Fuckstick or something like that. Yeah. Gosh, the best. So good. Yes. So we then watched Pan's Labyrinth, uh-huh. arguably one of my favorite Guillermo del Toro films. And it was directed and written by Guillermo del Toro. And it stars Ivana Baquero, uh, Ari- oh boy, Ariadna Gill, and Sergey Lopez. Uh, in the, f- oh my God, what is Phalangist? Okay. Anyways, in the Phalangist Spain of 1944, a bookish young stepdaughter of a sadistic sadistic army officer escapes into an eerie but captivating fantasy world. Very fun. Uh, It's an an absolute watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it is so whimsical. It has something to say. Um, It's brutal. It's heartbreaking. Yes. It's the juxtaposition of this little girl in her fantastical world Mm -hmm. and the horrors of living in as we all know phalange spain of 1944 (laughs) um yeah it's it's fantastic Mm -hmm. it's so heartbreaking and so but heartwarming at times it's terrifying um you know it, it when we uh ranked our favorite horror monsters or monsters a while ago Uh i i had the the weird eye dude with the yes. eyes and the hands. I mean, for a reason, he's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, even uh, the... See him biting the heads off. Yeah, even the, the goat guy, um, kind of the lead oh, mythical creature. What are those things called? I know. It's not, not a fairy. It's a fawn. Fawn, yes. He, even he's terrifying. Yeah. You know. Uh, he gets mean. What's that? He gets mean. Yeah, he does get mean for a minute, but then he comes back. Yeah. Uh, it's I mean, if you haven't watched it, it's it's totally worth it. If you gotta turn on, you know, the dub, you can, but it's it's totally worth the subtitle reading. Yeah. Um our son's yelling I'm being at us. Beckoned. All right. We're gonna take one more kid slash dog break, kid break this time, and then we will close out this episode strong. Or will we? We'll find out. Hey, we're back doing podcast stuff. You know how it is. All right, so Pan's Labyrinth. Watch it. Major watch it. Uh, yeah, it's, again, pretty close to a perfect film. It's just great. Yeah, yeah. very good. Yeah, so unnerving. I mean, it's funny it that... It is a little uh, gruesome at times. So yeah. Saying. Oh, absolutely gruesome. This is not like it's it's centered around fairy tales, but do not let your kid watch it. No. It no, is no. brutal. Yeah. And not, not just... All around the the mythical, the fantastical stuff mm-hmm. is can be very dark and brutal, and then of course the war stuff is horrifying. Yeah, horrifying. Terrible. But again, amazing. Uh, more so practical effects mm-hmm. um, in this film. Uh, 
yeah loved it again that's that's kind of maybe what threw me off from crimson peak was just felt a little more cgi heavy yeah that's true yeah so the last one that we watched was uh, Things Heard and Seen, and that just came out this year, mm-hmm. year of our sweet, sweet baby Jesus, 2021. <laughs> and this was directed by Sherry Springer Berman and Robert Pulcini. And it was written by uh, Sherry Springer and Robert Pulcini uh, based off of the book All Things Cease to Appear by Elizabeth uh, Brundage. And it stars Amanda Seyfried, James Norton, and Natalie Dyer. Uh, An artist relocates to the Hudson Valley and begins to suspect that her marriage has a sinister darkness, one that reveals her new home's history. Mm -hmm. So this one is, it's uh, just over two hours. Uh, Longer one, yeah. I felt it drag every once in a while, Mm -hmm. but I still, I actually really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought it would. Yeah. Yeah, what about you? I enjoyed it up until the end. I didn't care for the end. Yeah, we disagree on the end. I think we the do. end is awesome. Yeah. I think it's so weird and so <laughs> unique, but I think you made a good observation that it doesn't really make sense for the character. Mm-hmm. I think that could be disputed, but I I agree with you. I was just pumped that a, you know, oh, the ghosts aren't bad movie didn't end the same way they always do. True. And I don't think that's a spoiler. Um, it is a haunted house kind of film, but mm-hmm. uh, I'd say that's about fifty percent of this movie. Eh, sixty-five percent. Yeah. You know, it it. it I, ah, boy, I really this one just came out, so I don't want to say much about it. Um, I think that James Norton playing the husband, I think he did a really good job. I think so. Of too. being so incredibly hateable. You know, it's interesting. Even from the first get go, I didn't really like him really it's, it's not like i hated him yeah but i'm like there was just nothing i liked about him okay uh he was playing with the kid i thought that was kind of cute he, he seemed like a uh involved yes dad sort of thing yes yeah, i guess he had that going for him but that yeah. was about it yeah um i think it's pretty solid i mm-hmm. i think this is a good one like for i don't know why but Watching it with you, I think that I got more out of it than if I just would have sat and watched it alone. Really? How I'm fun? not sure why I see this as like a couple's horror movie, but I do. This seems like a date night horror movie to me. Of how to not well, treat yes, your spouse? Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm not saying you do with this movie. <laughs> it just. They should play this in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know why. I think just because it made it really easy. Like we kind of rooted against certain characters and rooted for certain characters. Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know why, but I do think that if you and the, uh, your mister, your missus, your, your whom, whatever, um, sit down and you're like, you know, I wouldn't mind a, a bit of a scary movie. Uh, this one isn't very scary. I Not think it's, really. it's just about, more of a drama than a horror movie in my That's opinion. True. Yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, pretty darn good. Uh it's getting like a five point three out of ten on IMDB, forty nine forty nine meta score out of a hundred. Huh. Uh for me it's a watch it. I had a really good time with it. I mean I give it a watch it. I, I enjoyed most of the movie. Yeah. Again, when you find the characters that you like and you don't like, kinda talk at the movie, it's fun. Yeah. It's a real fun time. For sure. Yep. 
yeah that's all i gotta say about that <laughs> <laughs> all right so we uh you know uh let you guys behind the curtain we've got some catching up to do we were recording this on the 23rd i'm probably going to release it right after i get done quote unquote editing it <laughs> not a good editor <laughs> so hard oh yeah time. yeah it takes me five minutes um i i should put more effort in we're gonna cut this. This this is my first time I'm gonna edit out of the podcast. Me admitting that I'm bad at podcasts. Um, but uh, yeah, we're so we've only watched 21 horror movies and it's the 23rd. We've got some catching up. To yeah, do yeah, sure. we got a little bit of catching up to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're gonna get to it, and uh, we're also gonna figure out how we're going to finish the holiday season because you know if we record again next Saturday, if my math holds up, it'll be the 30th. Yes, it is. Yeah, so I'm wondering if we maybe release the next episode on Sunday so we can uh, watch all, but then we'll be recording on Halloween. I don't know. Maybe we'll even release on the 1st so we can uh, make sure and recap all the episodes. Yeah, yeah, regardless, uh, we're having trouble kind of getting back into the groove of posting on social media when we drop episodes, or at least I do. I'm I'm bad at it. Okay. cool one team one dream um so we're gonna try and be better about that and we'll try and uh announce when we drop the final episode of the terribly named like horror month or whatever i call it yeah i don't remember there, i'm sure there's a name that we. i use, gotta come but. up with something fun but anyways uh we're having a great time getting back into the podcasting mode we are looking forward to not having to watch uh, a horror movie every day mm-hmm. just a movie every day in general Honestly, I think yeah. that's what gets to me is like, all right, I got to I got to like chisel out two hours of the schedule to dedicate to a movie. Right. And yeah. I mean, luckily, it's time with you. I enjoy that very much. Yeah. And most of it is like, you know, right before we go to bed. So we tend to start it and then yeah, finish it the next doze day. Off. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So what are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> God help me. I don't know. Oh, good. We're recording again. OK. Any hoozles. All right. We love you guys very much. Uh, You know, uh, oh, uh, with these kind of lists we're doing at the beginning, either lists or drafts or rankings or what have Mm -hmm. you, uh, send us yours. Or, you know, we mentioned we haven't seen every Bruce Willis film. If we missed an obvious, like, top fiver, we probably haven't seen it. Let us know, you know. Maybe Maybe we can watch it in November. Yeah, we're always down for a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Down Down to freak. I don't know. <laughs> okay, bye. All right. Love you guys. Have a great week. We'll uh, talk to you again. I don't know, either end of October or beginning of November. Love you tons. Bye. Kisses.